Hello again. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. I am Peter Sachik, your career development and training manager. Today's topic comes to us from a listener, Stephanie. So Stephanie, if you're listening, thanks for the suggestion. Today, we're focusing on constructive feedback. We'll be answering seven specific questions. What is constructive feedback? Why is it important? Who delivers constructive feedback? When should you deliver it? When does feedback become destructive? What does constructive feedback sound like? And how can I deliver constructive feedback? I'm no accountant, but I think we hit the seven questions. I hope you enjoy the episode. I had a lot of fun researching it. And again, thank you, Stephanie, for the suggestion. Feedback is one of those terms that we hear and gets thrown around and it really is kind of broad. Now, today we're going to focus on a specific type of feedback known as constructive feedback. Now, what exactly is that, you might be wondering? Well, Constructive feedback is supportive feedback that is given to individuals to help them identify solutions to areas of opportunity or weakness that they may have. It's often used or primarily used as a supportive tool to address specific issues or concerns. The key thing about constructive feedback, and we'll get more into this later, is that constructive feedback focuses on the work rather than the person. Constructive feedback can include both positive and negative comments to help someone further develop their work. So if somebody is doing something really well, you can offer them constructive feedback on, hey, keep doing that. If somebody's doing something not so well, you can offer them more negative feedback or more opportunistic feedback for them to take advantage of and course correct. The real big thing about constructive feedback, and we'll get again more into this later, is that it is built around observations and not opinions. When we base things off of opinions, we don't always have all of the information. But when we have an observation, when we can see something happening, we typically have more information than we would if we were just basing something off of an opinion. So that's why constructive feedback is so different from just stating something based on a couple facts that you may have. Now, why is constructive feedback important, especially in the workplace, especially in a place like UHY? Well, it can help lead to improvements or corrections that somebody might need to help further their career. It might help reduce confusion around expectations or current performance. It also might provide a new perspective and help someone gain valuable insight that they didn't have before. And... Altogether, it will positively impact a person's behavior because that's the end goal with constructive feedback is to help somebody make a change for the better. We're not trying to make somebody worse. We're always trying to help people improve to get to where they want to be in their career. Now, the cool thing about constructive feedback, and for those who are listening, who are thinking, oh, this is just something my manager or my partner is going to take care of. Anybody can deliver constructive feedback to anyone else. It can be top-down, such as a partner to an accountant. It can be bottom-up, such as an accountant to a partner. Or it can be peer-to-peer, an accountant to an accountant, a partner to a partner, a senior manager to another senior manager. You get where I'm going with this. And especially at UHY, this is something we should be encouraging, is encouraging each other to deliver feedback to one another when we see something that goes wrong, when we see something that looks off. We should have the power, the authority, and the ability to deliver that feedback in a timely fashion. Which leads me right into my next question to address is, 
When should you deliver constructive feedback? Well, there's a lot of different scenarios. The first being if someone asks you about an opinion on their performance. This could be when you're hosting your regular one-on-one with somebody, or if you are getting their performance review ready for the end of year or mid-year. It's a great opportunity to provide constructive feedback. And if you've kept notes or kept track of all your observations throughout the year, that should be pretty straightforward. You should also deliver constructive feedback if unresolved problems persist. This could be something on the job like a work or a quality deficiency, time, attendance, budget, etc. This could be something off the job, the their tone they use with clients, the words they use. This could be something where they just see, just something seems a little bit off. You should also offer constructive feedback when you start to see repeated errors or mistakes, especially after you've offered constructive feedback in the past or offered instruction or offered training or offered coaching to help them to try and correct those errors or mistakes. You should also offer feedback constructively if their performance doesn't meet the role, the team, or the department's expectations that you've set forth for them. And last, but certainly not the least, you should offer constructive feedback when work habits disturb you or other members of the team. Scenarios that happen Unfortunately, most frequently in the office are harassment issues, sexual harassment, could be racism that happens in the office. These are things that, with the help of human resources, you should offer constructive feedback on as early as possible. Now, I mentioned this earlier that constructive feedback focuses on the work rather than the person. There's a fine line about constructive feedback to where it might become destructive feedback. And that's when you're really pointing at faults, or you're launching in a direct attack at an individual. When you're not offering any real practical advice, solutions, or support given to the person taking in that feedback. In other words, just kind of, you're just kind of laying into them. You're berating them. You might have seen this in, I'm thinking of scenes from the office, office space. You could really name any office movie, Horrible Bosses, for the folks who have seen newer movies today. Those are all examples of destructive feedback, and that could be detrimental to somebody's morale, to the team's morale, to the person's development. Now, you've listened to me talk about what it is, why it's important, who delivers it, when you should deliver it, when it might become destructive. Now, what exactly does it sound like or look like in the workplace? Well, I'll give, I'm going to give you three examples that you can listen to. It's around communication skills from the perspective of a senior manager to an auditor. I'd like you to listen to each example. I'll give you a few seconds. No Jeopardy music. We don't need to wait 30 seconds. But I'd like you to pick out which one is the destructive example. And then we'll talk about why that one is destructive and why the other two are not destructive. So here's the first one. Thank you for keeping me informed of the audit for Acme Corp. It's helped me keep all department heads and partners updated. Everyone is really excited to see us close out this audit. I'm impressed by your dedication to the team, and I look forward to seeing more from you. Example two. You haven't been keeping me well informed about the audit for Acme Corp. I don't know what's going on, and I'd like to see more communication from you. Can we arrange to have a 10-minute call every Friday with progress updates, please? Example number three. Did no one teach you how to communicate? The team needs to know what's going on. This is completely unprofessional. Now, take about five to 10 seconds and think which one was the most destructive.
if you guessed the third example, you would be right. Because if you just listen to it, it is more an attack on the person. When the deliverer asks, did no one teach you how to communicate? They probably did learn how to communicate, but this person just assumes. So they're attacking the person's character. Completely unprofessional. It's an opinion. They don't have all the facts. They don't know what's going on. They're not basing it really off of observation. They're just kind of spouting off or shooting off at the hip, so to speak. But the first two examples are excellent examples of how to deliver constructive feedback, both positively and negatively. Number one, because the focus really is on the audit, not the auditor themselves. Both examples explain the importance of the action, which is keeping the senior management team and the partners informed of what's going on. For the positive example, they encourage the auditor to close out and they even offer praise to say, hey, good job, I'm looking forward to seeing more excellent things from you. For the negative example, the manager sets a follow-up meeting with a required action. We're gonna have this meeting and I need to have a list of things and progress updates for you every Friday. So in both of those examples, they're constructive, but in different frames of reference. Now you heard those two examples, they're just small examples, they won't always sound like that, but now the million dollar question, or billion dollar question, depending on the situation, how can you deliver constructive feedback? Well, a lot of research goes into frameworks and models, and one I found, and I'll link the resources in the description here, it goes through six steps, and I'll use the example from before to walk us through this. First step, state the constructive purpose of your feedback. Indicate what you'd like to cover and why it's important. For example, I have a concern about the audit for Acme Corp. Describe specifically what you have observed. Have a certain event or action in mind and be able to say when and where it happened. Almost give the details like you're kind of filling out a police report, if you will. Who was there and the results. Example. Yesterday afternoon, when I asked you for an email update on the audit, you said you would get it to me by end of day. When end of day came, I never received that email from you. Step three, describe your reaction. Explain the consequences of the other person's behavior and how you feel about it. I have to update our department leadership on all current audits weekly. And when I don't have an update from you, I feel unprepared going into these meetings and often leave with more follow-up questions for you as a result. Step four, give the other person an opportunity to respond. Remain silent and meet the other person's eye. Let them speak. If they hesitate or are a little bit unsure, you can ask an open-ended question, such as, tell me, what are your thoughts on this issue? Once you hear them out, once you listen to them, once you start taking notes, once you're getting their side of the story, offer specific suggestions. Include practical, feasible examples. We don't want to try and do the impossible here. So here's an example. Thank you for your input. I understand that providing these updates might be easier in person versus typing them out. How about instead of email, we meet for 10 minutes every Wednesday morning so you can update me on this audit in person. And last but not least, summarize and express your support. Now that we better understand each other and have figured out a path forward, please let me know if there's ever a time where we cannot meet at our scheduled time and we will reschedule. Six easy steps for you to deliver constructive feedback, whether you are a partner to an accountant, an accountant to a partner, an accountant to an accountant, manager, whatever the amalgamation is, you all can deliver constructive feedback using this six-step process.
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner, and thank you, Stephanie, for the great suggestion. We hope you enjoyed learning more about constructive feedback, and if you have a topic suggestion of your own, feel free to email me at P as in Paul, S-A-W, C as in Charlie, H-U-K, at U-H-Y dash U-S dot com. Who knows? Your topic might make it into a future episode of The Coach's Corner. But until next time, this has been Peter Sachuk, and you've been listening to The Coach's Corner.